All right, what's up, family? It's your boy, John Bacon, from the Bacon Bits Podcast. Thank you so much for your support, likes, and ratings. Please don't just listen, but rate me, follow me, and subscribe. This is an amazing way to offer free support. My beautiful queen and I have some books that we have written for your growth. So the first book we have is a workbook, actually. It's called Healthy Relationships, and this is a workbook through the lens of faith. Because what makes a relationship healthy or unhealthy? So this workbook is designed, it's a 12-week, it's a biblically grounded course, and every week has a, a few different principles. So if some of our principles, some of our topics that we're covering are respect, uh, cultivating security. And this is not just between a husband and wife. This is between parents, between siblings, between friends, between your bosses, employers. So it's really important, and everyone deserves a healthy relationship. And also we have The Balanced Life by John Bacon. It covers how to be prosperous in your finances, relationships, your health, your mind, and your spirit. And we also have The Unraveling, a creative healing journal, pinings, poems, prayers, and ponderings of my precarious life. Um, I've had a testimony of, uh, I've had two brain tumors and two brain surgeries, and I'm super grateful, but I'm still grieving the process of healing. And this is part of the process. In this book, you have devotionals, you have prayers, and you have some ponderings. And in between these pages, there's a space for you to also be prompted to paint and to create uh, your own. Or maybe you want to write something in these books. This is part of your creative healing journal that we get to walk through together. And you guys can just head over to Kingdom Servants First. Kingdom Servants, the number one, ST.com. And you can purchase all three of these books Thank you for your support, your love, and your contributions. God bless. I got to understand that, you know what, this is not anybody, anybody else's ball game, anybody else's uh, playing field of what they're thinking about me. I got to know that you know what, I'm being respected and I have uh, something to be respectful for because I made an image and likeness of God. Welcome, family, to the Bacon Bits Podcast, where we desire for you to take the bits of information and immediately apply them to your life for success. The ground rules for our podcast is that it will always be encouraging, uplifting, and informative. The areas of life that we will be talking about on the Bacon Bits Podcast is dealing with having a balanced life. I need to hear you say it. Say it out loud. Say valuable. Information applied equals success. Because it's never about how much we know. It's about how much information we actually apply to our lives to get success. So we are going to have a wonderful and spectacular podcast right now because my beautiful habanero sugar is going to be on with us today. Talking about the second chapter of our wonderful book, which is her wonderful book, Healthy Relationships, a workbook through the lens of faith. And you can get that at kingdomservantsfirst.com or go straight to lulu l-u-l-u.com and purchase that wonderful book so once again we welcome my beautiful queen how you doing baby hey babe i'm doing great how are you doing i am doing good i am with you i'm gonna be good so the subject we're going to be talking about today is respect in relationships mm-hmm. can you expound on that my love Well, let's first talk about what the biblical definition of respect is, because I think people, um, as we've all known, have felt their 
being disrespected or they feel imposed on to respect something they don't. So first, the biblical definition of respect is the act of acknowledging another person's worth, especially because of position, honor, or age, you know, like our elders. And disrespect is exactly the opposite of that, is failing to acknowledge another person's worth or withholding that honor that should be given. It's a given that we respect our elders, our yes. grandmothers, our um our elders, yeah. I don't know how else to say it. People in position, uncles. you know, uh, mm-hmm. even people in government, people are imposed to respect things. And a lot of times that's where we lose respect of people in governmental positions. But even in positions of power, uh, we are to acknowledge that they have value yes. and worth. And when we look at respect in that lens, it kind of changes it. Because even if we don't like a person or, or believe what they believe in or agree with the things that they do, we can acknowledge that that person has worth. Yes. Maybe not to us, but to someone, that person has yeah. worth. Yeah, because we might disagree with our bosses, dis- disagree with uh, police or you know government officials. We might disagree with uh, family and friends. But when it all boils down to it, there should still be a level of respect uh, among people. You know, We might disagree, but we still can have respect for each other. So I think that's uh, super important to have that. Yeah. And, you know, if we really believe that God has created everyone, every individual, all people are created in his image, regardless whether or not they're, they even believe in God, we still have to show them proper respect. We, ha- we, we should show people honor uh, because their souls are more valuable than all the wealth in the world. And it's crucial to every relationship is even a little baby. You have to respect that a child can't communicate the way we want them to. Yeah, yeah. And Sometimes people get frustrated. We've all, anyone who's been a parent remembers that frustration of not being able to communicate uh, to a child. And we wish the, the baby crying could just tell us what they need, but we have to learn how that baby communicates so we can respect their abilities or their lack of ability to do something that we think um, we're lacking respecting, yeah. respect in. Yeah, and, I, and I, I think that's very important to say that first part, man. God created all people in his image. And in his likeness and and the fact that because we're like him, you know, part of us uh, having respect for each other is is listening to each other speak. You know, you have your right to give your opinion about something. I have my right to give our, my opinion about something and for us to respect each other's opinions and not just uh, dog the other person out or put them down for their uh, angle of how they believe about anything. But for us to respect them and say, you know what, that's working for them and that will respect you in that aspect. You know, because everybody deserves respect. Everybody. I think the thing that I love uh, sometimes because we used to focus so much on respecting our elders is I love the fact that we can respect uh, our kids now. Because and the reason why I'm saying now is because our kids know way more about technology and things that we have no idea about. And I'm talking about me. You know, you guys ain't got to take it personal. But I'm talking about me. And that the fact that I can just ask my babies, you know, something that would take me hours literally to figure out. I can just talk to them and respect them for their knowledge of their technology and they can knock something out in 15 minutes. And so it's, it's beautiful, the playing field of how respect can be across the board from the, from the baby all the way to the, the eldest person that's in the room. Absolutely. Respect is crucial in every relationship we have. We don't always agree with our parents but we have to respect them. We don't always agree with our siblings. We don't agree with the way that they live their life, maybe. Mm -hmm. 
but we respect the fact that they are our siblings, our extended family. We might not like the way uh, parts of our family live. We might not like step families coming in and running things differently than when we used to run them. Mm -hmm. Maybe we don't respect certain things. We might not respect the way church family, everyone operates or in our job. We might not respect how our employer is running things and but we have to respect their position and in turn respect our position in there and to know our position. And that is, we have to have our self-respect yes. at just as important as also giving respect. Yeah, I think this, the self-respect is a huge one. And I think a lot of things that uh, people don't take in consideration is, why don't you be a person that respects your own word? A person that when they you speak something to yourself, you know what, keep your word to yourself. If you say you're going to, save this certain amount, you know, you know, be respectful of your own word and save that amount. Uh, I'm going to respect myself in the fact that I'm going to do this diet plan and I'm going to follow this diet plan to keep myself in shape or I'm going to work out. Uh, the greatest thing you can do with self-respect is keep your word to yourself because the greatest word, the greatest voice you're going to ever hear in this life, I really truly believe that it's God and yourself. And when you hear yourself speak uh, words of negativity, you speak down on yourself, you disrespect your own self with your own words. It's super powerful, and sometimes it takes a lot to override uh, the, the words that you've spoken over yourself. Yeah. Okay, well, this is important because this is really about our rules. We have, for, so our relationship with God, if you have a relationship with God, and even for those who, who, who don't declare a relationship with Christ specifically, they still have boundaries they still have their own rules they still have a level of how they communicate they still have a behavior and choices they make based on their own integrity based on their own belief system based on their own moral compass so that should reflect how we treat other people especially how we treat ourselves so we teach people how to treat us based on how we treat ourselves right i'm teaching you if I'm being kind to myself then that should teach you that that's the level of respect i expect back from other people uh, so I think it's really important because some people get wrapped up in lack, in the spirit of lack, and you start, you stop respecting the goodness that you have to offer to others. And, you know, I've been there too. I've been in that place where, it's, you know, a pity me party where I, I buy cake and I eat it and I, I feel good about it because I feel bad about myself. I'm not necessarily respecting what I'm feeling. And I think we have to honor our emotions that are really just flags to to kind of let us know where we are. I don't have to become, if I, it's okay to be angry, it's okay to be upset, it's okay to be disappointed, it's okay to have all these emotions and all these feelings, but to not become those things. And that's part of honoring and respecting self mm -hmm. and how I want to be viewed is not a person who's angry or depressed or upset or easily moved and swayed. I want to be a person that's steady and the same, the same person you see in the morning is the same person you get at night. And of course, we all have our moments, but ultimately, my relationship with Christ is going to reflect how I respect God and his rules for me or his boundaries. Yeah. I shouldn't say rules, but his boundaries for me are, the, are for my protection. And it's going to affect how I respect myself, especially now that I'm a disabled. Now that I am disabled, it's it's changed. My level of like my... I, I, my spirit is willing, but my flesh is weak. I cannot do the things I used to do before. I cannot, I still want to. I still have the desire to do it. I still have the visions of me jumping up and dancing and doing all these things that I was doing. But I have to respect my limitations. Yes. So it has changed. And throughout our life, I think 
it changes. I don't have the energy I had when my kids were little. I don't have the ability I had five years ago. So I have to reevaluate like we did last week. Last time we talked about our identity. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have to redefine that based on a chapter in my life and the season of our life. So should it, our relationship with Christ and should, should it reflect to people and to others and to ourselves? Absolutely. There should be a sign of how you carry yourself and how you communicate and the company you keep. Yeah. I think a great part of that is, is what you said, what you said about respect, because uh, me being 55 years old, I can't do the things I did when I was 25. So I got to respect this level of where I'm at right now and cut myself some slack because there's things that I just cannot do. I can't run no four, four, 40. It better be, it might be a five, five, eight, 40. Now, you know, if, if that, you know, so there's certain physical limitations that uh, uh, I have to respect, you know, because that's just part of getting older. Uh, certain limitations of uh, the thought process, certain limitations of how fast I can go, how quick I can do things. So you have to respect the, the physical things. of as, as you get older, man, there's things that you have to say, you know what, I got to bow down to this. Can't do it no more like I used to. And I got to respect that and be be grateful that I'm still able to do what I can do at the level that I can do it. So not to uh, expect a 55-year-old me to be able to do the things, whether it was think as quick as I used to be able to think or do the things that I would be able to do, uh, to respect that, you know what, this is the age I'm at right now. Let me respect this age and, you know, uh, beautifully just let it be what it is. So I would have to ask, you know, when it comes to respect, uh, what are some of the obstacles to respect? So how can we cultivate a life of respect in a disrespectful culture? That's a question that we all ask ourselves. Whether or not we are able to articulate that is is a different question, but do we still respect others when they disappoint us? Mm-hmm. We tend to lose respect for ourselves when we disappoint ourselves and we do something wrong. Boy, we're quick to just uh, tear ourselves down Yes. when we don't get our way in something. We see children, um, if they don't get their way and they don't get the extra piece of cake or a toy in the store every single time, they might have a little attitude Mm -hmm. and they have no respect at that point. Uh, Even when we feel disrespected, are we willing to give as much effort in our approach, in our communication, when we are feeling disrespected or being disrespected? Whether we're being accepted into a, a circle that we want to be accepted in, maybe you want to, you know, I know that there's, uh, there's a certain, there's like a, what do you call those? Like not golf clubs, but they have like a prestige places that you got to be part of a club to get into mm-hmm. certain places. Like golf club, yeah, yeah, country, country clubs, clubs and yeah. stuff like that. Like like country clubs. So do we don't feel respected if we don't fit a social social norm or mm-hmm. make enough money or or maybe aren't this the the correct uh culture let's call it that yeah. um when we get excluded from places rejected what does that do to whether or not we continue to respect those same people that are rejecting us excluding us un, not expe- accepting us and just simply um it make it does something to us mm-hmm. And does it change the way we approach them? Because are we just as willing to respect them? Do they still have value and worth? Absolutely. Do we feel like they do? Not always because we didn't get our way and we were excluded. So how do we do that? How do we cultivate a life of respect in a disrespectful culture? 
Well, and that starts once again with self-respect. Mm-hmm. You know, you you will not allow yourself to be disrespected by those around you if you respect yourself. Uh, I'm real big on uh, a young man that that I was uh, talking to, and it was amazing to me that when him and his his uh, wife first got together, she had boundaries on uh, what was supposed to happen in the relationship, and she asked him the same question you know what's the boundaries uh that you want to place on our relationship and he said none so the part that was uh heartbreaking for me is as he was you know he's going through his recovery you know he's discovering the the person that he is he's starting to respect himself and now there's some things that's been in the relationship in their marriage that he doesn't like so as he's speaking to her, you know, she's saying to herself, you know, that that window of, you know, you placing your boundaries on me has passed. And so now you just have to deal with the kind of marriage that we have. And we already been married for seven years. So that that is one of the uh, heartbreaking things is when we don't have no respect for ourselves, that others won't have respect. And all somebody has to do is watch you for 24 hours. And that usually gives them a great indication of how to treat you. And if they notice that you don't respect yourself, keep your own word to yourself. They won't keep their word to you either. I remember when we talked the last time about our identity. Mm-hmm. And when we know that we know that we know that we have value and we have worth and we know whose we are and we know who we are, that should help us carry on in how we treat others and how we treat ourselves because when you have value and you, and, you, and you totally know that, then you don't accept any kind of trash in your life anymore. You don't, you know, you want to, you know, a lot. Of, I, I hear women say, you know, there ain't nothing out there but these dogs out here. And I'm like, well, stop feeding them Alpo and they'll stop coming around. <laughs> right, so a right. lot of it is, what are, you ex- what are you accepting in your life? Yeah. What are you allowing in your life? And how are you carrying yourself in a way that they think it's okay to approach you any kind of way? Because there's something happening there. So we need to go back and first identify who who we are, yeah. whose we are, yeah. and what value you place on yourself because you're more, you're more valuable than all the all the precious gems and all the all the money in the in the world. But we laugh it off and we don't always believe that about ourselves. But we have to go back and what does God say about us? We are made in his image. We are, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. That we can do all things. That we are conquerors. That good things are happening for us. Mm-hmm. And we just have to walk it out. But we have to have a level of integrity. We have to have a level of... We have to know where our moral compass is. Mm-hmm. We have to know that. Christ, in his time, didn't have... People didn't have a Bible. They didn't right. have the word to read, to know what, how they were supposed to behave or what mm. they were supposed to say or how they were supposed to treat people. They just watched and they caught on. They watched and they caught on. And we have to decide who we are and we have to watch ourself and catch ourself. Because if I want to be known as a person of peace and a person of love, and my legacy I want to leave is of love and acceptance for all people. Mm-hmm. Well, then I have to make sure I'm treating all people with love and peace and acceptance, regardless if I believe in what they're doing or saying. Mm-hmm. And if I don't agree, we have to go back to what grandmama used to say. If you have nothing nice to yeah. say, then say absolutely yeah. nothing. And boy, we that's hard for a lot of people because people love to throw in their two bits of, of, mm-hmm. of my of opinion, right? Yeah. But there is no book of our opinion. And what's more important? Getting your way or having a healthy relationship. 
And when you have that in your forefront, I think for me, I'd rather not have my way and have a healthy relationship and have self-control. Doesn't mean I'm perfect because I'll let a couple of uh uh-huh slip through Mm -hmm. and a couple of eyebrow lifts slip through. But the reality is I'd rather have a healthy relationship with those I care about in my life and those I don't know. I don't want to be, I want to be the same person. Yeah. I want to be the same person. And that's where there's parents or siblings, extended family, children, step families, church family, you know, work employees, friends, and even enemies. You know, uh, we think we don't think about it any differently. Like when we're playing sports, you know, like me and my boy, we can be playing for two separate teams. And for those couple of hours, you know, we're adversaries for that. But once the clock, you know, stops and the game is over, guess what? We're back being friends. But there's there's that much respect and even respect and playing uh, at the best of your ability. But what happens when our relationships, when we fail to be respected or to respect? Well, you know, I, I remember the story about this young man that uh, we used to teach at this um, uh, center of opportunity here in Tucson. There's the Gospel Rescue Mission. And this one gentleman told his story. Uh, and he said he was walking into a bank because he had a deposit. He got his first check. He, was, he has a bank account. He was super excited. He was going in there and he was going to deposit his money. He felt really good about himself. And he said as soon as he opened the door that he felt judged. He felt disrespected. He said with his own words, he felt disrespected because of the way they were looking at him. He said he got in line and people were looking at him because he wasn't dressed a certain way. And all these things he thought... He perceived in his own eyes, he felt judged. And he got up to the, to the booth. And, you know, by the time it was his turn, he had an attitude. He had an attitude because he felt disrespected. He felt, you know, why they're looking at me. They think I'm a thug. I got tattoos on my face. I, I'm wearing my pants down. I got whatever. He, all the things he was bringing on. He wasn't, he said, I wasn't wearing my best. And he got to the counter and the lady's like, how can I help you? as sweet as can be, and he just felt guilty. He felt at that moment, did I just perceive that I was being disrespected? Did I just assume that they judged me? Maybe they did judge me. And now he's in his little rumination of his own mind thinking, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. But it disarmed him when she was so kind and respectful to him. And we have to realize that oftentimes our bad behavior follows our failure to remember our identity. He could have continued his bad attitude, but he chose to let it go. He chose to disarm it. And love will always disarm. Kindness will always disarm. Respect will always disarm. Some people, maybe they were judging him. Maybe some people are rude. Maybe some people are disrespectful. But for myself, my rule is I choose to not be offended. Why? Because... I don't like the way I feel. I don't like the way it feels in my gut. It makes me want to cry. It makes me try and figure out what I did wrong or how come I'm not good enough. It takes me down a spiral that is not a healthy place for me to be. So I lead my life, whether or not people are offensive and they said things that are mean and rude, I choose to not be offended. And um, that's because I, I know my identity. I know who I am and yeah. I know how I want to represent and present myself for myself. I know my values and I know what my future intention is and my legacy that I want to leave. So it goes back to, if you don't know my identity, whether or not people disrespect me is more about their condition, right, not mine. Right, right, And that was one of the things I was going to bring up is I can't control anybody else's respect for me. 
I have absolutely no control over that. But how I uh, respect myself and how I respect others is crucial. It is pivotal. It's it's extremely important of how I handle it, because that's the beauty of life. When we really get down to the nitty gritty is the fact that, you know what? I can't control anything that anybody else does. I can't control what anybody else thinks. But what I can control is me. And what I can control is uh, my perception of people is, you know what? Once again, they're made in the image and likeness of God. Everybody deserves a chance, whether it's uh, supposedly the highest political leader or uh, government official to, you know, kings. And we just had uh, Queen Elizabeth pass away uh, to, you know, the homeless man that's on the street. You know what? He is somebody's uh, son. He's somebody's daughter. And that's uh, there's respect to be given there, you know, because if, if that was my child, you know, how would I want him to be respected? And how would I want him to be? Uh, uh, how would I want him to be perceived, you know, and because guess what? Everybody has a heart for their children, you know, so that's the beautiful thing of, of us as individuals is, you know what? That's somebody's child. That's somebody's daughter. And the one thing I really love about uh, working at a, a drug and alcohol facility is I want to instill self-respect into those people that come into that place i want to instill respect for themselves because i think the greatest uh equalizer when i'm working at my uh, rehab facility is to know that this one thing is always true there's always a piece of that person that does not love themselves and if i know that they don't love themselves they won't respect themselves so the one thing that i have to really work hard at is for them to get to the point that, you know what, I need you to fall buck wild, crazy in love with yourself. And if I know you fall in love with yourself, the last thing you're going to want to do is put that poison in your body of drugs and alcohol. So that's the number one thing I try to work on with everybody. And when they come into the, you know, the facility, everybody's on an equal playing field, you know, because drugs and alcohol are equal opportunity employer. They will take down anybody and everybody. And when people are not, uh, you know, focused in on having an attention of life, that's what's going to end up happening. And so the thing that they have to focus in on is let me continue to love myself and respect myself and do the things that I need to do so that we can be successful and do the things that God has called for us to do. Yeah. And, you know, always going back, I I don't remember all the times because I was young and foolish, just like all of us were at some point. I I can always bet money that I guarantee I probably was disrespectful. Definitely to myself, for sure, hands down, and probably to other people. But I have to always go back. The respect is the acknowledgement of another person's worth. Someone can be downright nasty, mean, and disrespectful to me, but I can acknowledge as a mother, this is somebody's child. This is somebody's baby. This might be somebody's... Uh, brother mm-hmm. or dad and I look at them differently and I have to go back to myself and say where's my honor and my dignity because I cannot join in this because respect begets respect yes. right mm-hmm. so if they're disrespectful and I come you can't fight with someone who disarms you with with the soft word a soft word turns away wrath and anger and all those bitterness that's inside of our gut that we we don't even like the way it feels. So why join that? Why voluntarily decide to go into this atmosphere of disrespect when you already know what it does to you? Nobody likes that. So choose to not be offended and remember your identity. Remember your dignity. Remember your honor and to carry your, yourself 
and lead your life in such a way that that will be your legacy. Yes. And that's the thing that's, that is definitely is beautiful, man. Self-respect is a huge one. And, you know, it's a lot of times a lot of people uh, feel disrespected from just the way people look at them. Sometimes it ain't not a lot of time. It's not even the words. Yeah. It's the respect of you didn't look at me right. Uh, It's my uh, perception. Mm -hmm. of You looked at me because, you know, I'm black and I'm taking it as, you know, everything is uh, racial and everything is not racial. There are people out there that's racist. We, We know that that's a given. But to know that. Uh, everybody that looks at me that's not my color is not racist or prejudiced against me. It's just I'm feeling disrespected because guess what? In that moment, I might be in my feelings, being in my emotions. And I know I'm not right at this moment because I'm in my feelings or in my emotions. But I'm having a moment and I got to catch that from my desire to say, you know what? Me desiring to be my best. I got to understand that, you know what? This is not anybody, anybody else's ball game anybody else's uh, playing field of what they're thinking about me i gotta know that you know what i'm being respected and i have uh something to be respectful for because i made an image and likeness of god yeah and then coming from the other extreme where you might feel those things that you're being judged there might be a young woman in my past as a woman they might have trauma yeah. they might see a man and automatically they're defensive they're looking where's my exits how am i going to get away from this man what if this man approaches me this man is a big man oh my gosh that fear that fear comes right back into our life and we have to decide am i going to allow this fear to control this situation or am i going to come back and say i have peace i have honor i have dignity this is not going to affect the way i deal with this person but to go back and recognize everyone's going through something you know we hear it all over there's probably signs for the house you know you never know what other be kind because we don't know what other people are going through but sometimes we feel disrespected and i love the analogy one time um i was talking to to a friend and i was telling her that i I made some fish and i i I opened it was leftovers i opened it up and i was like that thing stank so bad and i made this face like oh man it stank so bad at that exact time somebody across the room walked by and saw my face assumed I was talking about them, felt some sort of way, and then later approached me and said, did I do something wrong? I said, what do you mean? I had no idea what they were talking about, but it was all because of this conversation I was having with my friend and talking about the fish I made was great, but the next day it stank. It stank. And I made a stank face. That goes back to who are we in Christ? Don't assume nothing. Don't make no assumptions. But to realize... That was a healthy communication for her to even come up. But she initially decided she must have done something wrong. And she didn't. My eye and her eyes just caught at the instant I made a face. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And no way was I even talking about you. I told her the story. She laughed it. We laughed about it. But it's a perfect example of how things get caught out of hand. If she didn't have the courage to come over and say something, we would have kept on. And she would have carried that and harbored in her heart that I had something against her. Yeah. And it wasn't true. So that's what healthy relationships look like, is to be uncomfortable and come over and say, did I do something wrong? And being able to clear that air and say, absolutely not. I was talking about a stank fish. Yeah. I wasn't talking about you, sis. Yeah. And allow that to be like, oh. And then we can just laugh about it now. Yeah. But look how easy it could happen, how quickly something could be taken completely out of context yeah. and taken to a level that it never was meant to be taken to. Yeah, because respect is extremely important. Because you always go back to uh, the thing that the Lord said in, in his word was, you know, for for wives to love their husbands. I mean, wives to respect their husbands. And and I'm a firm believer in this. Ladies, if you want to get truly ahead in your marriage, if you respect your husband, I almost believe that brother will conquer the world 
to give you what you want because respect for men is really huge husbands what is your desire it should be to love your wife as christ loved the church and be willing to die for it so love for the women and respect is really used for men and that's a big one that i'm so grateful that you know what i have a wife that loves me adores me and truly respects me and i'm so grateful for that and i'm grateful that you are a man that i can easily respect and with that i want to make sure uh, i've seen marriages that that people get caught and say i have to respect my husband but they're um they have affairs they're they're doing wrong they're spending all the money they're they're cheating on their wives so um there's a place for that yeah men and women we all have to know who are, who we are in christ we have to know our true identity and we have to know that we're, we're valuable whether or not you believe in christ doesn't change your value, value it doesn't right. change the fact that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, made and you're worthy you're worthy of all great things in this world it doesn't change the fact so we have to remember that we have to carry ourselves in in a way that we can honor ourselves with dignity and with integrity and keep checking our moral compass yeah yeah man that's important boy i am so glad we had this time together uh thank you guys for listening to another wonderful episode of the bacon bits uh if you would love to uh there's going to be a commercial plan at the end of this of where you can pick up this wonderful book healthy relationships a workbook through the lens of faith uh, created by my wonderful wife as a wonderful tool on how to build relationships guys we love you we are so grateful and thankful for your time of listening to this podcast but don't just listen to it don't just memorize the information apply it to your life so you can have success we love you god bless